Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. So I was just saying, the temperature just needs to pick a temperature. It can be cold, it can be hot. I don't really care, but... Pick a temperature, stop fluctuating back and forth. Do something. <laughs> How was your week, Jason? Eh. Eh, yeah. yeah. I understand that. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Uh, this week we are drinking uh, a a bourbon that I have high hopes for. Okay. Because this is the Rabbit Hole Boxer Grail Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey. I guess it's not technically a bourbon. Because they didn't say bourbon, they said whiskey. Yeah, so um, must be not not aged in new charred oak barrels yeah. or something like that. Because that's um, about the only thing that that was missing. Yeah. Now, um, a while back, now we had the Rabbit Hole High Gold, mm-hmm. which we both really enjoyed. Yeah. And that was about ten dollars more expensive than this one. Okay. But uh, this is the Rabbit Hole Boxer Grail Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey. 47.5% alcohol by volume, or 95 proof. Um, Always a fan of a rye, so... Yeah, it's a 95% rye small batch, whatever that means. So, 5%, 95% rye and 5% uh, malted barley. Okay. So, so uh, it's a heavy rye. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, it... The rabbit holes have a nice, classy bottle, and there's nothing, you know, fancy about it. Just a nice bottle. It smells good. I mean, this definitely smells, smells sweet, sweet. Which I mean, most rise will. So yeah. So I guess we go. Uh, we actually got shot glasses this week, so here we're we go. <laughs> we're having to collect our other whiskey glasses to cheers here. Yep. So cheers. cheers. Mm-hmm. Very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a little bit of a burn, but it is not a a big burn at all. Yeah, it's not a big burn. Um, it has a very campfire, yeah, flavor to it. Yeah, not again. Like I think we talked about it last week. You know, um, it doesn't have that Isla smoke. This is more the smell of smoke. Yeah. Um, it has that, the traditional rye sweetness. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, this is, uh, I guess when you think of an Isla smoke, think of actually eating a cigarette or ash or something along those lines. In the best way possible. Yes. Yeah. Like it, (laughs) this is kind of like the smoke that you get off of some smoked meats. This is the smoke of sitting around a campfire and smoke and, and roasting marshmallows or something like that, yeah. and that smoke that you get from the campfire. An Isla smoke is the smoke you get from standing in a house fire. <laughs> so there you go. I think that's a good difference. And, and you should really, one. yeah, it's not bad. It's it's going to go on my top shelf. Yeah. And um, I don't remember the other one that we mm-hmm. did with them. Uh, so I can't really compare. Is it worth the the is I, the other one worse? The I like the other one. I like the high gold better. Okay. I do like the high gold better than this one. I've gone back to that several times. Okay, Got but in uh, this one, I'll go back to this one. But if I had these two on a shelf next to each other, I'm going to reach for the high gold before I reach for this one again. Okay, okay, so cool. Not that this is a bad one. It just I yeah. prefer the high gold. Uh, that would make a real good old fashioned. Yes, I could definitely see that. Should so, we jump into uh, this week in wrestling? The week in wrestling, which let's be fair here before we get started, not a lot happened. Yeah, again, that's going to be a, a running refrain, I think, uh, until WrestleMania, really. Or yeah, until just till, till before. You know, so you got when's Revolution? Is that March fifth? March fifth. We've got Elimination Chamber is next weekend. So yeah. by the time you hear this, it will be Saturday. Um, so yeah, once we get through that, there's just not going to be anything until mania, just slight builds as we determine what our actual, 
uh, matches are going to be for Mania. Mm-hmm. But we know the big ones. Yep. So, well, let's jump into Monday Night Raw real quick, and we'll talk about what happened on Monday Night Raw. So, we have Edge and Beth Phoenix laying down a challenge to face Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. Uh, Beth actually hit the, uh, did they call it the implant buster? The glam slam. Glam slam. I couldn't remember what they. (laughs) That's her. It it is the implant buster or the jaded or whatever you want to call it. She hit that on Dominic. Yeah. Which was impressive because she held Dominic up there for a minute. I saw the clip of it. The best part of that is when she lifted him up, he started screaming, mommy help, (laughs) and then got planted. So He's playing his role. To perfection right now. Dom the con. You know, he's he's really doing doing a great job of and he's got the heat. The man grabs the mic and the booze rock through Hey look, Austin Theory said that Brock Lesnar should watch out because uh you never know what a man who's done hard time can do to somebody. <sighs> I just want I wanted Edge or somebody to say hard time. Dude, my entire generation of wrestlers spent the weekend in the jail somewhere more yeah. than once. Hard time, you right. know, like. Um, we had Damian Priest versus uh, Angelo Dawkins to qualify for the Elimination Chamber. Damian Priest got the win. We have Dexter Loomis defeating Baron Corbin via pinfall. Later that evening, we see the breakup of Baron Corbin and JBL. Um yeah, apparently Triple H is uh has had it with Baron Corbin. He just Well, I ain't. mean, he's getting look, I like Baron Corbin. He seems like a really cool dude outside of the characters, and he has had some very poor character uh, and creation. I, and that's and, the thing, you know, he's been given these bad characters, but he can't get those bad characters over. Yeah. So I think they just lost faith in him. Yeah, I think He's going to stick around because he's a big guy yeah. and he's decent in the sure. ring. But I don't think we're ever going to see him in anything above mid-card, mid-card uh, get heat for somebody kind of a thing. Uh, but yeah, JBL and him broke up. We have uh, Brock Lesnar challenging Bobby Lashley to a match at Elimination Chamber where Bobby Lashley stupidly just turned his back on Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And ate an F5 because yep. you don't turn your back on Brock Lesnar in the ring. Cause stupid. I, I, I don't understand why he even did that. We have Carmella defeating Candice LeRae, Meechin and Piper Niven to qualify for the elimination chamber. Cause that's what people want to see. Um, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin defeated alpha Academy via pinfall. We have a match set for next week between The Miz and Rick Boogs. Boogs. Uh, we have Asuka defeating Chelsea Green via submission. Uh, we're going to talk about Chelsea's character. Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman come face-to-face, and Rhodes kind of won the day on that. Mm-hmm. One of those... Uh... Amazing promo, except for the last couple of lines. Yeah. And then uh, Montez Ford defeating Elias to earn the final spot in the Elimination Chamber. Our main event of the evening was the cage match we were supposed to have a few weeks ago between Becky Lynch and Bailey. We finally get the cage match. And, of course, damage control starts to get involved. It looks like Bailey is going to get the win after the help from damage control. All of a sudden, you hear drums start beating and heavy screaming, and Lita makes her way down, pulls EO Sky off of the cage, and then hits EO Sky with a twist of fate. Dakota Kai kind of like just stayed a few steps ahead of Lita. But never actually got hit. I don't, it was the weirdest thing. Like Lita standing next to her at one point never laid a hand on her. Hmm. She did pull a uh, crutch from her hands, but that was it. Like there was no punch. There was no hit. There was a, weird. It was like odd. It, I don't know. Becky gets the gets the win after the help from from Lita. So awesome. That was Monday Night Raw. 
Moving over to Dynamite, we kicked off with MJF versus Takeshita, where, of course, MJF wins. He isn't losing until Revolution at the earliest, and then I don't even know if he's going to lose at Revolution. Um, Jamie Hayter versus The Bunny was next. Jamie Hayter won. Uh, the match ended up kind of short because The Bunny got hurt, like legit hurt. She's okay, thankfully. Um, the match was kind of not great. And then after the match, you have a, a backstage segment with Renee interviewing Soraya and Tony Storm where they beat up Leva Bates because reasons. And then they spray painted L on her. Um, ugh. I, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not in on the Mean Girls thing. That was a cool in the 90s. Um, and it has been run to death in all of the wrestling mm-hmm. things since. Um, we then had the Ricky Starks gauntlet match where he had to beat three members of Jericho Appreciation Society uh, in order to get a shot at Chris Jericho. Uh, who he has already beaten. Who he's already beaten, right? He he beat uh, Angelo Parker first, which was pretty quick. Then Matt Menard gets in the ring and got an immediate roll-up and lost. Then Daniel Garcia and uh, Sammy come down, and they're like, oh, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And then Daniel Garcia gets in the ring, and then massive interference from everybody, including Jericho in a luchador mask in the front row who hits a Judas effect, which the commentator's like, who is that fan? Who is that fan that used the Judas effect on Ricky Starks, who is the same body shape and size as Chris Jericho? Who it, then, could, it could not have been any more obvious yeah. that it was Chris Jericho. Who, who, like even if Chris Jericho didn't have the mask on, right. it would have been less obvious that it was Chris Jericho. Who then climbed across the barricade and, you know, security didn't do anything, obviously. So who who's the fan that's climbing the barricade? I I disliked all of this. Um it's unnecessary. It's Tony Khan using the same bag of tricks yeah, that he's stupid. used for MJF for it just, yep, yeah. Um, we then had Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson versus Roosh, uh, where Bryan is in the back with Takeshita in the trainer's room, and you hear noise at the door, and then, oh, my God, the door's blocked. They can't get out. And Roosh comes down to the ring, and then MJF comes hobbling down to the ring in a tracksuit with his knee bandaged, Outside of the tracksuit, because you got it, you got to see the, the the knee damage. Um, and then you know, well, look if if he doesn't come down here, then I demand you make a forfeit, Aubrey. So Aubrey starts counting slowly. One. She gets to like five, and MJF gets in her face, so she stops, and then starts back over at one, which makes MJF two. Mad. I thought that part was okay, but then Daniel Bryan finally kicks open the door, or he shoulders it open with his bad shoulder that got hurt last week. Gets down to the ring, uh, beats Roosh, and then gets beat down by MJF afterwards. Uh, But it does set up the uh, MJF versus Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, in an Iron Man match. We then had the main event of the night, or... What would have been, what should have been the main event of the night, really. Mm. It was the trios championship match of the elite. So Kenny in the box versus top flight and AR Fox. Dear, the elite win. Dear God, this was a screw you to the main event. This match was fantastic. Like super great match. Tons of entertaining spots. Um, Hey, Tony, we know you're listening. This is the match that you put on last. Yeah. Not the match that you gave us last. No, this is the one that you put on last. The Elite win, which I I guess 
The crowd was behind both teams, right? So whoever won here, it, they were going to get a cheer. Um, super great match. Then we had the main event, which was the AEW tag ch- titles of the acclaimed versus the guns. Yes. And it was, I'm sorry. You know, sorry. Ba- uh, daddy ass said he's going to stay in the back. He's not going to get involved. Um, he comes out in a minute or two into the match and no, it was longer in the match than that. Yeah, I guess it was a little longer. Um, he doesn't really get involved, but he comes down there. He, he, the ref takes a bump. Now we all know that he's going to interfere on behalf of his sons. We think he's going to interfere on behalf of his sons, obviously. Um, ref takes a bump. One of the Colton, I think grabs a belt. Like he's going to blast Bowen in the head with it. Billy gets in the ring, stops that. And then he takes a, a shot from Austin and then spends the rest of the match napping on the outside. Um, the gun club win. The ass boys are your, are your AEW champions. And the crowd was completely dead. For the entire match. For the let's let's match. not just say this isn't just the ending of this match, which was god-awful, but the, the entirety of the match, the crowd, there was no break from the greatness of yes. the elite at the top of their game versus AR Fox and yeah. uh, Top Flight, who brought it yes. like, into this match, which is not... Look, I... Mm, so, so the I've got acclaimed, I've got things. <laughs> we'll, we'll, well, let's talk about that when we get into yeah. the into the the meat of the the show. Yeah. Um, but that's the that was the end of Dynamite. All right, so let's talk about SmackDown, which was a significantly better show. Okay, because WWE is crushing it with this Roman Reigns bloodline, Sami Zayn story. Of course, the whole thing with the with that story the bloodline and everything is will Jey Uso show up to help Jimmy defend the titles. So we'll get to that. We have Drew McIntyre and Sheamus defeating hit row. Uh, of course, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus infamously known as the banger brothers. Yeah. They've uh, dropped that. They're, they're I'm that pretty anymore. sure I heard Michael Cole say, Oh, it. wow. Um, they, like, <laughs> they're not like flashing it on yeah. the Tron or anything, but I think they're still, and wow. they're still doing banger after banger after like, <sighs> wow. I want to know which Mormon they have hired to name their teams. That doesn't bother looking at the internet. Yes. Because my God, <laughs> we have Lacey Evans defeating Carmen Her- Harris. Via submission, Carmen Harris being uh, local talent B. We have Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler beating down Natalia. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart tried to come out and help, but got beat down as well. We have LA Knight refusing to talk about uh, talk about Bray Wyatt or the pitch black match. Um, he just said, we're going to focus on the future, and the future is LA Knight because that's the only promo he can cut. We have Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez defeating Sonia Deville and Chelsea Green via pinfall. Of course, Sonia trying to weasel her way into another title opportunity, and Chelsea trying to complain to the manager. She wants to complain to the SmackDown manager about the Raw manager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're both Adam Pierce. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have. Riddick Moss defeating Rey Mysterio, Karrion Cross, and Santos Escobar in a fatal four-way to determine the number one challenger for Gunther's Intercontinental Championship. That'll happen next week on SmackDown, so we're going to see Gunther versus Moss. Okay. Um, that's going to be great. And then we get our Tag Team Championship match. Before this match, well, let me let me build the whole story. Yeah, we start the show off, and it's Paul Heyman in the ring, and he says, "Sami Zayn's not here tonight," and he cuts his whole promo on on what's going on with that, and then we go to the back. Actually, well, Sam, Sammy, Sammy shows up. up Sammy ring. shows up, 
and basically verbally beats down Paul Heyman, which Paul Heyman losing verbally twice in one week. Um, what's going on? Right. Uh, <laughs> the tag match was not the main event of the night, but we then see Jimmy in the back asking Paul to be his partner. Well, he says, uh, he says, I hadn't heard from, from Jay. I don't know what's going on. Solo's not here. Roman's not here. Uh, you know, and, and Paul's basically telling me, man, you might just have to step up and do it yourself. And I thought it was funny because Jimmy looks at him and goes, well, I mean, oh, gee, you can, you can be my partner. And Paul goes, uh, no, that ship has sailed. <laughs> <laughs> so Jimmy goes down to the ring. And he's like, you know, he tells Paul, you know what? It's going to be okay. My brother's going to be there. I know he's going to be there. Jimmy goes down to the ring. He's by himself. The announcer <laughs> announces Braun Strowman and Ricochet. And then turns, and you can just hear just the sad, just the the most sad tone to her voice. And, and their opponent. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Jimmy stops her. And fans actually start reacting at this point after Jimmy stops her because from the crowd, here comes Jay. You have an absolutely amazing match, mm-hmm. which at one point I really wasn't super focused on the match. I was checking my phone, doing some other stuff. And I look up and for a second, I thought I had just seen Braun Strowman do like a, standing drop kick and then bounce right back up. And I'm like, wait, since when could he do that? Oh, it's Ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just like out the corner of my eye. I saw I'm they, like, they look so similar. Actually bald head, <laughs> beard, muscular. Obviously one is super tall, you know, so much taller <laughs> than the other, but I'm just like, wait a second. How did Braun pull that off? Oh, it's Ricochet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Took a moment for my brain to if understand. If any big guy could do it, it would be Braun, though. Yeah, I mean, he's got the athleticism. He's super athletic. <laughs> so, after a great match, we do see Jimmy and Jay get the win to retain their titles. Now, we have two more backstage segments we have to discuss about this. The first is... Jimmy and Jay kind of say, you know, good to see you, blah, 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 have great family reunion kind of thing. Jay starts walking off. He's walking through all the trailers well, for the trucks. Jimmy asked Jay, so are you in or what? And Jay goes, I hadn't decided yet. I'll catch you later and walks off. Yeah. And then Paul Heyman kind of ducks out from behind like a pillar. <laughs> so here you see. Jay walking through all of the trailers. Like the production trailers, yeah. Which is why. And Sami Zayn standing in front of one of them kind of pops up out of nowhere. They have a conversation. It's okay, but they don't, you know. And then Jay's kind of like, dude, you, you no. And, and he's like, okay, okay, whatever. They end up fist bumping. Yeah, like uh, Sammy doesn't try to convince Jay. Really, to join him, yeah. Uh, all Sammy does is say, "Ever since the bloodline started, you know that Roman's got to be taken down." Yeah. Um, and I just want you to know, I acknowledge you. And then holds up his fist, and and Jay's like, ah, "I can't do this." Bah. And yeah. then he fist bumps Sammy and goes, "You better get out of here." Yeah. And Sammy goes, "All right, man." And Sammy leaves, and then Jay kind of wanders off when the the logo comes up. So. We then have the final backstage segment of the night, which is, once again, Paul Heyman and Jimmy. And it's Paul telling Jimmy that Roman wants him to stay home next week and watch on TV. Because sometimes you see things on TV that you don't see when you're here. Now, the reason that this happened is because Jimmy cannot get into yeah. Canada. And I'm pretty sure, even though I saw... Of them can. I, yeah, I don't think Jay can either, but I saw somebody, random commenter somewhere, say that Jay could get in. One of them was given a special, like, 
one time look the other way once mm-hmm. uh, to get into Canada. Um, but I'm pretty sure neither of them can legally get in at this point. Yeah, I don't think either of them can get in, which is their way of just basically saying, hey, they can't get in, so we're not we're gonna give them a reason to not be there. Yeah. Write um, them off the show. Yeah. Um so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, we all know that Roman is not going to lose to Sammy. Lose. No. Sammy's not getting the title. I, I wish that he would. Me too. One of them at least. But it's not gonna happen. Um I don't know where we end up. I know at one time I would have said we're building towards Sammy and Kevin taking the tag titles from the Usos. Yeah, but now you got Jay. But now you've got Jay, Jay doing his on, thing. Yeah. And I think that they're gonna start the tear up of the I Usos think, with Jay leading the charge because Jay's so responsible for his brother joining. I feel like what we this is what we see at Elimination Chamber. Sammy starts to get the upper hand. Sammy starts to beat Roman. Solo gets involved. Mm-hmm. Kevin gets involved. Jimmy gets involved. Then Jay comes down and Jimmy's shouting at him, you know, come on, man, you got to help us with these guys. And then Jay blasts Roman. Mm-hmm. And then until Mania, it's a good way to, to keep some heat going with Mania. You have Kevin, Sammy, and Jay versus Jimmy, Solo, and Roman. You can start telling the break, the Jay getting to Jimmy and to Solo about, look, man, come on. Yeah, I'm your brother, right? This is just your cousin. And then at Mania, Roman loses the titles to Cody, and that ends the bloodline. Well, and I then, feel like and that's then you, where you have going. the you have Jay reminding Jimmy, remember what he did to you to yep. get me to join him. Right. Remember, remember what he did to you. We can't let right. that stand anymore. I think that's we, where you're going. So, um, we go to Rampage. We kicked off with the uh, Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, so. Wheeler, Claudio, and Moxley versus Kip, Sabian, the Butcher, and the Blade. Uh, BCC wins, as if there was any other option there. Uh, Ruby Soho beats Marina Shafir. Jungle Boy beat Ryan Nimeth. And Orange Cassidy beat Lee Moriarty for the uh, Atlantic title. Now, in there, there were two segments. Uh, One was a backstage segment with Dustin where he calls out somebody. Oh, he called out Swerve. Um, see, th- this is one of those things. Like, he called out somebody. Oh, oh yeah, Swerve. You know, that kind of thing, right? Because I'm not bought in on the whole mogul thing. Then the the two guys that are with Swerve came up and beat up Dustin for a while. Um, there was also a segment with Mark Briscoe where there's going to be a match between him and I don't even know the dude's name. <laughs> He's a dark competitor uh, next week on Rampage. Overall, kind of a blah week in wrestling when it comes right down to it. Now, one of the things I think that we said we were going to come back to was about the uh, – the tag match, right? Mm-hmm. The tag team champions. I don't know why they put that on last. Because then when the when production cut, like, they were trying to get the crowd back for the go-home happy, right? Mm-hmm. But, Jesus Christ, could you screw anything up like, more than this? If you know that that is the results, and, and let's face it, look, I have nothing in particular against the Gun Club. I do as the champions. No, no. Let because, me let me just okay. You know, I have nothing against them in particular. They're just blah. They're 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 nothing. They're they very need, blah. They they need to em, embrace the ass boys because it's well, good. Even if they don't, right? So they've been winning on dark. They've been winning on elevation, which nobody watches. Yeah. Right. This is a group that has had a handful of matches on dynamite the crowd doesn't care about them and this is where i was headed a minute ago the crowd doesn't care about them so now you put the title on somebody the crowd does not give a damn about the crowd 
gives no shits about them. The acclaimed are over as hell. Yeah. Like, you look across a Dynamite or even Rampage when they're on there, you look across the, the audience, there are cut-out scissors, there are thousands of scissor-me-daddy signs uh, as Michael nearly dies. Um, there are thousands of these signs. There are, like, it's it's insane at what's going on. And we're going to pause here. Right. And, and and we're back. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're back. Um so yeah, the crowd the crowd is over on the acclaimed. One hundred percent. They're over yeah. with Billy Gunn involved, the whole thing. They've had some really good matches. We have sat around, me and Michael, uh, Jay and Brady from the Travelers, Jody from the Travelers. We've all sat around talking about how a year ago the acclaimed was awful. We hated them. It was a stupid gimmick. It wasn't going anywhere. It was terrible. And but now, they won us over. Every one of us really kind of likes them. They won us over, you know. Um, they've been holding the tag belts. They've been doing a good job with it. And now you, you put the belts on the the ass boys. Like, I'm just not there for it. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Um, you know, these are the belts that, that FTR... Right, yep. arguably one of the best tag teams on the planet was in line for us since April of last year, and now the ass boys have them. Yeah. Nah, I'm I'm just not on it. Zero out of ten, no stars. Yeah, it just it's bad. It's bad booking. It it's it's not paying attention to your audience. Yeah, it's bad booking. It's and then. It's bad production on the fact that they made that the main event. Yeah. I don't know how you're going to look at, okay, we've got Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Top Flight, and A.R. Fox. We've got these six guys who are about to be in a ring. Mm -hmm. Let's not make them the main event. Let's put on a lackluster tag match afterwards that's going to be marred with a ref bump or two, some interference, now, and then the guys that nobody likes legit are going to win. Now, if Billy had turned, I think, I still think we would have hated it. Don't, don't, don't I take one of them. for the fact don't, that he already did that yeah. six months ago. And, but, and don't, don't get me wrong here. I, I don't think it would have been good. I think it would have been better because then you would have had the heat from Billy transferring on to the ass boys. What you do. But here, the thing is, is they're not like they didn't have Billy turn. You don't have Billy turn. You have Billy get involved and save the acclaim. And then if you want, you can continue this story along the lines of, you know, the, the, the gun club telling Billy, you know, you never were a father to us. And now you're not even siding with us. You're not helping us. But yet you're over here helping these guys. You could go that route. Yeah. You could do something with it. There is nothing here. There is nothing to build on with this. No. Literally, I think we're going to see a rematch at Revolution. And the acclaimed are going to get the titles back. Probably. So it's it's like now that there are trios titles. Now that Bucks and, and Kenny are in the trios division, they forgot tag teams exist. They forgot yeah. tag team wrestling is a thing. In much more cheerful news, mm-hmm. when Edge and Beth came out, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about last week how there was a video of Edge yeah. having his hand on, on Beth's butt. So Edge comes out. Of course, Beth just kind of walks straight out doing her intimidating Beth walk. Right. And Edge comes running out from behind her like a child and yep. just runs over to the stands, the fans, and, and just back and forth. And as he runs behind Beth, he starts, like, rubbing his fingers on her butt real quick as he runs by. <laughs> and then, you know, the camera cuts a few different times because it's WWE. we got to have 47 different cuts mm-hmm. in 30 seconds. Yep. But you can see as they begin walking down, he's messing with her butt again. 
and she just has the most exasperated look on her face of oh, this child. <laughs> <laughs> to me, I, that was amusing. It, it was just amusing to me to see this this couple that are very much in love. It seems like, mm-hmm. and Edge is out there to do his job. Yeah, and be serious when he has to be, but he's also going to mess with his wife. He's going to mess with the fans. Exactly. And, so, exactly. I just wanted to call that out. Good on you, Edge. Good on you, Beth, for you know having such a great relationship. Yes. Uh, goals. Yes. <laughs> um. So you wanted to talk about Chelsea Green and her. Uh, I want to talk to the manager. Yes. So Chelsea Green is playing. What the internet has determined we are going to call a Karen. Mm-hmm. Which I know many Karens, and most of them are sweet. So I kind of hate the fact that we're making Karen into a derogatory term. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So, Chelsea Green's whole stick is that she is always complaining. Mm-hmm. That's her thing. I'm just not there for it. It is a it is typical WWE. The whole Karen meme, yeah, there's Reddit's de- devoted to it and it still goes on constantly, but the whole the peak of Karenness was like 5 or so years ago. Uh, I'd say 2 to 3. Okay, you know what? I, I I feel like we can we can go with there was the the original peak around five years ago, and mm-hmm. then at the beginning of the pandemic, a little with bit of the a resurgence and all that kind of stuff. There was that that extra yeah. spike. Um, either way, you're several years on the downslope. Yeah, of of this idea. Uh, Chelsea Green to me is too good to be a comedy gimmick. Yeah. And really that's what this is. I mean, she made her return in the rumble and was immediately eliminated. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, every interaction she's had on TV match, whatever has been a pretty quick loss or a quick put in her place type thing. And then the, I demand to speak to a manager, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not there for it. Um, there's much more that could be done with her. She's she's very talented. She's very good at what she does. I don't understand why they're going this route with her. Your guess is as good as mine. It just doesn't do anything for me as a, as a fan, as an individual. I'm just like, oh. Chelsea Green's on TV. Okay, I can go watch something else because yeah. nothing here is going to matter. Exactly. Um, you know what? I, I got to step back to what we were talking about previously with with the Gun Club. Yeah. Um, I think I know why they won the titles. Uh, because, and this is something I forgot. I saw it yesterday. They just re-signed their contracts with AEW. So they just re-signed. Maybe this was a hey for a bonus for re-signing. We'll give you the belts for a little bit. I I don't know. I feel like that works better on a team like FTR or the Bucks or you know a high a high valued team that. But think has about an opportunity to leave. Think about the precedent that that sets for your employees when they come in to sign. If you want my, you know, let's just say I'm a successful professional wrestler mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there and you, you want me to re-sign with you and I'm looking at you. Yeah. Okay. I'll re-sign. I want 250,000 more than what you've been paying me. Mm-hmm. And I want a six month title reign. If you don't give me that, then I'm going to go to I'll WWE go somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, and if you really want me, you're going to give me that. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of going to WWE. Um, Cody, right? We talked about the, the promo that he, him and Paul cut the, at the beginning of raw. I thought it was a fantastic promo, Mm. right? Like it got, it got personal, right? Cody's talking about how 
uh, Paul contacted Dusty when Dusty was flat broke to come in and do some work with ECW and paid him, brought his name back into, into wrestling, you know, the whole thing. So Cody tells him, you know, he, thank you, Paul. Thank you for that. Right. Then Paul Heyman has his response promo where he talks about Dusty and, you know, watching Cody grow. And then, but then he gets on to where this is where it kind of starts to fall apart. Cause he talks about Dusty at the NXT performance center, training the likes of Seth Rollins, training the likes of Becky Lynch and, and Paul Heyman was dusty Rhodes, The American dream, your father trained Seth Rollins, dusty Rhodes, The American dream, your father trained Becky Lynch, dusty Rhodes, The American. And he says that same dusty Rhodes, The American dream, your father before all these people. And he lists off a lot, like five <laughs> or six. Right. And he finally ends with Roman Reigns. And then he says, but the one person he never trained was you. Um, which that kind of falls apart to me because NXT wasn't really a thing or it was still the game show type thing when Cody yeah. was around. Um, and you know, Cody or, or Dusty came out several times. They included Dusty in a Cody yeah, set, exactly. in, a, in a Cody storyline. I can remember specifically Dusty coming out and talking to Ray Mysterio, yep. apologizing to Ray for Cody's actions. Yeah, exactly. And saying, look, you know, he's my son and you'll I'll do anything for family. Yep. And holding Ray's hand mm-hmm. so that Ray couldn't get free. Yep. While Cody beat him down. Yeah. Like no, that falls yeah. apart. So that falls apart. And then the last line of it, uh, where Paul says, you know, one of the last conversations I had with Dusty he said that you were his favorite son, but if he, but Roman Reigns is the son he he wishes he could have had, or something to that effect, yeah. right? It completely falls off the the wheels at that point, you know, because Cody's part of it felt genuine. Cody's yeah. part felt like it came from the heart, and and the whole part of that promo was Paul. Thank you for what you did to my father. But at the elimination chamber, I'm going to kill you, boy. Then yeah. Paul brought it like this weird kayfabe rewriting history type thing. And it really just kind of fell apart. Then you get the, the Paul Heyman promo over on SmackDown. Where it starts off, Paul saying, of course, Sammy's not going to be there. Uh, and he talks about Roman Reigns. And he talks about the title belts and how without these belts, there is no bloodline. Without these belts, there is no Roman Reigns. You know, he goes into that. And then Sammy just pops up from behind uh, and says, at, at Elimination Chamber, I'm taking those belts. I'm ending the bloodline. Uh, but the best part was, Sammy looks at Paul and holds his hand out like Roman does when he wants the microphone. And Paul's like, I can't, I can't do that, you know. And Sammy just goes and flexes his fingers, and Paul lays the microphone in Sammy's hand. He cuts his promo, and then at the end, uh, Paul asks for the mic back, but Sammy hugs him puts his, and gets right in his ear with the microphone and tells him at Elimination Chamber, I'm ending Roman Reigns. And then tell, tell the Roman mic. he doesn't have to worry about Cody. He doesn't yeah, tell Roman he doesn't have to worry about Cody and spikes the mic and walks off. To me, that promo was a good wrestling promo. Because mm-hmm. it just dealt with the wrestling world, right? Comparing that to the raw one, which had the potential of if Paul would have kept a couple of those lines out. That could have been a generational style promo. Yeah. It really could have. Um, but it got ruined right there because it had to inject the uh the kayfabe, the 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 rewriting history into it. So Yeah. Let's let's step outside the shows for a moment. Okay. I saw a video going around, uh, specifically saw it on Reddit, and now I'm seeing it mentioned in a couple of other sites. 
a video of Rey Mysterio. Okay. And this is Rey unmasked in an airport with some vultures coming up to him with Funko Pop boxes. Okay. Folded, like they, they've taken the Funko Pops out. They have folded them down and taped them to poster board. So asking him for autographs. Wow. That sucks. And Ray, to his credit, is like, oh man, they don't let us do this anymore. Y'all are just going to sell this. We, we can't, you know. Yeah. And so the people who were there, the people who were filming this, with the people trying to get the signatures of the man in the airport as right. he's walking towards, you know, to a plane or I, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're trying to frame it that, Oh, he won't sign these autographs for us. We're fans. He won't sign this. No, no, you you're are not fans. You are human pieces of garbage. You're the opposite of fans. trying to profit off of another man's work and legacy by getting him to sign stuff for you for free yep. that you will then sell online. So I'm going to ask anybody listening to this podcast to do something for me. If you want an autograph from your favorite professional wrestler, please do not go on eBay and buy an autograph. Go to Pensacon. Mm-hmm. Go to, you know. Find oh, a convention close yeah, to you. Find find conventions close to you. Hey, buy the meet and greet and sign extra ticket yeah. uh, uh, when Raw and, comes to your town or SmackDown comes to your yeah. town. And pay the person what they're worth. Like I'll give you an example. We have Diamond Championship Wrestling here in South Mississippi. Yep. And at Diamond Championship Wrestling, at an event last year, mm-hmm. they had Tommy Dreamer mm-hmm. and Al Snow. Uh, Al Snow. Both of them were there. Both of them were available to sign autographs. Now, autographs—I'm not—I'm not that kind of guy. I don't autographs don't do it for me. Yeah, you know, it just—it just doesn't do it for me. I, what am I going to do with this? It's going right, to disappear. I'm going to put it on my wall. Uh, I, I doubt I'd even do that. So, you know, it's like it's just going to be a thing that I have taking up space somewhere. So it's not a big deal for me to go get that autograph. But if I wanted an autograph, I'm going to pay them their fee Mm -hmm. if I think it's reasonable. Yeah. And I'm going to get their autograph and I'm going to get it personalized. Yeah. If you get an autograph, at least do the person the solid of asking them to personalize it for you. Can you make this out to my daughter, eBay? (laughs) You know, (laughs) don't be scum of the earth. Don't be a human piece of garbage. Don't ambush people while they're trying to get their planes or get home to their family to get them to sign autographs so that you can make a profit. Like, I've always liked Mick Foley, right? Yeah. Mankind was an awesome character. I've always been a fan. He was at Pentacon several years ago, and I got a signed Mr. Sacco where you go up and pay him. I think I paid like $70 for it, right, for him to take a, a Hanes sock out of a bag <laughs> and while I'm chit-chatting with him, quickly draw a Mr. Sacco face on it and then sign it. Yeah. that's To me, that's awesome. Those go on eBay for a good chunk from time to time. But I went and did that, Mm -hmm. right? While we were in the line, there was a guy like several behind us who had a stack of WWE magazines. They were all the same magazine, and it was the cover where Mankind had won the title. And he had like 30 of them. And he was complaining because he was told that... For signatures, to sign your own item, it was like 20 bucks. And Mick charged 20 bucks per item. As he should. Not, here's $20, can you sign my 30 magazines? It was, you want 30 magazines signed? Cool. $500, please. Or $600, please. Yeah. 
Um, and the guy was like, that's not fair. You know, I'm a fan. He should be doing blah, 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 blah. And I really wanted to turn around and be like, you're such a big fan. You've got 30 of the same magazine. So what are you going to do? Keep one and then 29 are going to go on eBay for those other big fans to get. Is that, is that the plan here? Um, because that's exactly what was going to happen. In fact, probably all 30 would go up on eBay. Um, but yeah, you see it from time to time. You'll see on YouTube, you'll see stuff like that. And it's a wrestler at a a restaurant or a movie star at a, at an airport or something like that. And they're just, they're attacked by these quote unquote fans that want to get signatures. Yeah. I mean, lots of them. Look, if you see a celebrity and I'm going to extend this out beyond wrestling, if you see a celebrity out and about be respectful, Yeah. if you see them sitting down to dinner, don't, 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 don't interrupt their dinner. If you see them, you know, with their family, don't interrupt them with their family. If you accidentally bump into them somewhere, apologize like you would to anybody and yeah. maybe have a short conversation. Like, yeah. So t- you're running there was to a couple- one at a bar. You can say, Hey man, I love your work. You there know, there was then- a, there was an event, uh, horror con down here. I don't remember yeah. what they called it. Uh, fear fed fear. Yeah. Fear fed where Kevin Nash came to it. Mm-hmm. And because I had helped volunteer to do some stuff with the, the, premiere of it i had a free entry into the opening party mm-hmm. man while we were in there i accidentally like literally moving through the crowd accidentally bumped into kevin nash huge wrestling fan my words to kevin were i'm sorry <laughs> right you know it yeah it was just like oh, my bad i, I apologize because i bumped I in. into you yeah yeah i'm a huge kevin nash fan if I had had the opportunity to have more of a conversation with him, I might have, mm-hmm. but I wasn't going to take his time. No. So just be respectful of other people because as much as we talk about these guys, as much as we talk about celebrities and their lives are open books to us, they are still people That's and they the still deserve common decency and respect, even if you have no respect for the individual, have respect for people as a whole and don't bother them when they're not working. Well, that's the thing, though. Their whole lives aren't open to us. The characters they play on TV yeah. are open to us. The curated Twitter feeds are open to us. Their lives are not. Yeah. They are people. Like, Alexa Bliss is one that has made multiple comments around, you know, her personal life, Lexi Kaufman, is not Alexa Bliss. And it's none of our business. And it's none of our business. Leave her alone. You know, if if we hear, you know, rumor of, oh, she's engaged or she's got married, we're going to be like, congratulations. Congratulations. But that's the extent of, I'm not going to be married. She got married to Ryan, uh, Ryan. I want to say my brain wants to say Ryan Seacrest, but that ain't it. I don't think. <laughs> no, I'm um, I'm fairly certain she's not married to the Ryan's Seacrest or Reynolds. Yeah. Um. Um. But uh, she's married. Cool. Yeah. Congratulations. That happened several years ago. Awesome. Um. You know, she put she talked about it on Twitter. Lots of people congratulations. But the problem was also there were a lot of people like, oh, I missed my shot. No, no you never you had didn't. a shot. You <laughs> never a had there. a shot. Um, but yeah, yeah. People just remember your, your heroes, your superstars, your celebrities, your sports figures. They're people at the end of the day, they're people. Yeah. So don't be, don't be a dick. I guess is the best way to put that. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. That's that's the, that is the, the message of the day from the whiskey and wrestling podcast. Don't be a dick. So what else we got going on in wrestling? I Unfortunately, not a lot that I can think of. Yeah. So we've got the Elimination Chamber coming up. You have the card uh, for it? Let, let me see chance. if I can pull up the card real quick. Uh, how else, also, how about while you're doing that, how about the fact that Revolution isn't until March 5th? <laughs> and the fact that yeah. it was supposed to be like, that was their New Year's uh, right? pay-per-view <laughs> originally. It happened in early February originally. Yep. Uh, 
And now we have the we, we've got the match between MJF and Daniel Bryan set up. Bryan Danielson set up, right? A month <laughs> in advance. Yeah. It's <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's talk Elimination Chamber. And I think we're both going to have the same answer on this one. Your WWE Undisputed Universal Champion. Jey Uso. <laughs> Romy, Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn. No, I like Romy better. Romy Rome, Reigns. Romy's going to win. <laughs> yeah. No, there's, there is a 2%. I don't even, you know, you know what? No, there's not even a 2% botch that Sami wins. Yeah. Roman's winning that match. Rome, Roman is winning. If there was going to be a botch point, they will call it a no contest. Yeah. Roman is winning that match. Unless some odd injury happens. But if it's an injury severe Roman, enough to change it. Roman gets paralyzed from the <laughs> waist down or from the neck down in the ring when Sammy goes for a cover and literally cannot kick out. Yeah. That's the only way Remember, this is happening. This is the same champion who, what, two years ago now, was handcuffed to the floor. Yeah, where you couldn't and get up. they couldn't uh, get the handcuffs off, in, handcuffs off in time. So the, the ref, ref stopped, stopped counting. counting. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, the United States Championship, and this is in the Elimination Chamber, Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford. So, either A, Theory's retaining, or B, and B is one of those that I, I kind of want to happen and I kind of don't want to happen. Montez Ford wins. You I think? would love to see Montez get the belt, but that would also mean the Street Profits basically are broken up. I, I think Tez deserves it. I think he deserves that singles push, mm -hmm. but I, I kind of don't want the Street Profits to break up because I really like them. Yeah. I'm going to disagree with you. It's going to either be Austin Theory retaining or Seth Rollins. Okay. I, mean, I could see Seth Rollins winning. Uh, the other ones just aren't going to matter. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez, Nikki Cross, Liv Morgan, Asuka, Natalia, and Carmella in the women's chamber match. Say it again. So, women's chamber match, number one contendership for women's title. Yep. Or for uh, the Raw women's title. Right. Raquel Rodriguez. Nikki no. Cross. No. Liv Morgan. Asuka. Asuka. Natalia. Carmella. Asuka. Asuka. Yeah. I'm kind of with you there on Asuka. Um, because Asuka's kind of going to that, that, to use Randy Orton's term, she's going to that darker place. Yeah. No, it's it's I'm I'm with you on Oscar. Natalia is going to go into Mania against um, um, Shayna. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Raquel Rodriguez. I don't know why she's not getting pushed on the main roster. Right, but she doesn't seem to be getting the push on the main roster. She's still a face. Bianca's a face. We're not going to yeah, see. We're not going to see face versus face. You know. Um. Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. Edge and Beth are, are going to win this one. Uh, Edge pins Finn. Yeah. Edge pins Finn. For the, for the storyline, Edge and Beth have to win. However, I think for what would be best for business would be Finn and Rhea winning. I mean, we've got to put this to bed. Yeah. And Edge and Beth win. Edge pins Finn because we're not going to pin Rhea right now. No, nope. because she's fixing to go up against uh -huh. Charlotte. She can't, she doesn't need to take the loss. Or, and, and her beating Beth isn't really going to do anything for her because Beth hasn't wrestled in a long time. So yeah. she doesn't, there's no, there's no, oh my God, she beat Beth Phoenix. It, it doesn't matter. I'm also going to predict interference mm -hmm. on behalf of the Judgment Day, and I'm going to say Ray comes out 
Yeah. To, I was about to say, uh, I was just about to say, I feel like Dom interferes and Ray comes out and lays him out. Yeah. It's that final, that breaking point. Yeah. Well, and it's even mentioned um, on Raw. Edge basically said, Dom, shut up. Yeah. I cannot wait for your dad to kick your ass. Yes. To finally break and kick your ass. And it's coming. Oh, yeah. So it's it's been teased, and it's definitely going. We're going to see Ray Dom at Mania. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so that's going to be the start for that. Um, I don't know who else we get involved in that though, because we need one other person to even the odds. I would have said AJ, but he's hurt. I don't know where he is on the timetable of coming back. Yeah, uh, maybe somebody from the chamber match, depending on when the chamber match happens versus Could be. the tag match. Cause if the chamber match happens and you have Damien and uh, let's see, Bronson's a heel. If I remember correctly, but maybe, um, maybe Damien eliminates Seth. Cause Seth and edge have had history, but now Seth yeah. is more on that face side of things. So maybe yeah. he comes out and, and levels it if necessary. Yeah. I mean, that could be interesting. So we'll see what happens there. Um, CBS Sports is also predicting that we're going to have another women's match. Okay. Of uh, Becky Lynch, Lita, and somebody else versus Damage Control. I could see that. I could see that, but I don't know who we put in there. Trish. <laughs> you know what? We're in Toronto. Exactly. That's, we're, that's, we're in Canada. That's part of why I said we're, it. We're no, in we're Canada. In we're in Montreal. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Be. We're in Montreal. But that's still but Canada. That's still Canada. Trish is still going to get that hometown. That, that hometown though, pop. Even though I think Toronto and Montreal are like hundreds of miles apart. Oh, they are. <laughs> they, they absolutely are. Uh, you know, if they wanted to go for a hometown pop, and they won't do this because every time she's appeared, she's been a heel, mm-hmm. they could go Maurice. Yeah. She's but, in Quebec, isn't she? I mean... Montreal, yeah, is in Quebec, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but but she's she's a heel, that's right? That's true. Yeah, you know. So Kevin Owens and drag, <laughs> <laughs> still with the beard, though. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I mean, hey, look, John Cena's got a part in a movie where there were pictures shown of him for like backstage stuff, and he's in a pleated skirt, stockings, and high heels. I uh, just, I need, I now need Kevin Owens. To do a Frankenfurter cosplay. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go that far, but... Nope, nope, Kevin I want to go that far with, Kevin the, beard, Owens, with Kev, the beard. <laughs> Kevin Owens comes out in a stringy blonde beard, a stri- stringy blonde wig, keeps the beard, and a moo-moo. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, okay. I think we've we've I gone off the rails. I think that's the point where we call this, because <laughs> anytime Kevin Owens and Drag gets brought up, you just got to stop them. You got to yeah, stop the it's, show. It's time, time to end the show. Before we end the show, though, we do have to say thank you to our friends here at McNarb Gaming. Thanks, Greg and Cameron. Thanks, Greg and Cameron, Cameron for allowing us to use this space. The alcohol is apparently getting to my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but thank you for allowing us to use this space. Look, if you want to get involved in games, if you're looking for that board game to sit down and play with your family, uh, come check out McNarb Gaming. They've got the games for you. Check out Ticket to Ride. It's a great game. Real to, good entry game. You know, entry game for you and your kids to sit down and play. That's not Monopoly. It's not Clue, which nothing against Clue, nothing against... well, Plenty against Monopoly. Yeah. Nothing um, against Clue. But... It's a little more challenging, and it's a little more fun. Yeah. So come come check them out. Tell them we sent you. Check out all the great deals that they have, and uh, yeah. Also, you know, while you're in town, go buy Big Dog Liquor. Get yourself a bottle of something fun. Maybe or maybe not to share with your family, depending on how old they are. Um, or if all you've got is Monopoly, uh, to enjoy Monopoly. <laughs> Get yourself a <laughs> bottle of, of something. Uh, you know, they've got... Wine, all the hard liquors. Pretty much, if you, if you got something you want, it's either there. Or he can probably get it for you. If you are a wine person, you can get discounts by ordering cases at a time. Um, if you're a, a senior citizen, you can get a senior citizen's discount. If you're military, you can get a military discount. And hey, if you're both, go in on Wednesdays and get both those discounts. Yep. 
And now that you're done listening to us and you want to, you need something else to fill your ear holes for a little while, check out our friends over at Travelers on the Omnibus. We mentioned them earlier. They're a great show. They're a field trip through nerd and pop culture. I uh, think this episode they've got coming out this week is uh, Mixtape 3. Yeah, they're uh, talking about music again. Yeah, so they, they each had to listen to an album that the other person, uh, the other people said, and then they're going to talk about it. So check them out. It's a great show and a great time. Yeah, and one of those guys, Jody, uh, he actually has his own thing, Fearology. So give that a listen. It's about his relationship with horror movies. Um, talking about different movies that have come come and gone, past and present. And uh, he's even got some music up on there because he does that on the side. And it's pretty good stuff. And if movies are your thing, check out our friends over at Silent Your Cell Phones. They talk about bingeable TV show and movies and, you know, give their ratings and reviews and their thoughts on that. So give them a give them a listen. Yeah. So I guess with that said, didn't you say you said uh, Elimination Chamber is a Saturday, correct? Elimination Chamber is Saturday. So when we come back on next week, we'll have some Elimination Chamber yeah. news for you and see what's going on. See how how well we did. Yeah. With all that said, cheers. cheers.